Welcome to the Authentic and Unapologetic Podcast. My name is Chloe Taylor, and I created this podcast to inspire you to live a life empowered and standing tall in your own authenticity. Because when you do this, you give everyone around you the courage and the strength to do the same. So get cozy and join me as I share my journey and guide you to living your best, most authentic life unapologetically. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the channel or the podcast. If you're listening in, the video link will be down below. And if you're watching, the podcast link will be down below for whichever you would like to tune into. Now, I do want to put a quick note in here that I'm very sorry. These last few podcast episodes and sit down talk videos have been shot at a weird time. So I finally had to bust out the ring light. If you're watching, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a mess. So I do apologize for the lighting situation, but I put a lot of deadlines on myself for my summer content. So we're working a little bit late into the evening tonight. This is why we got a cup of coffee with us. Mm. But tonight I wanted to kind of have a little cozy talk with you about the highly sensitive person and what it means to be highly sensitive and basically just kind of educate you if you're unfamiliar or if you are familiar and you just want a bit of a refresher about this trait that was founded by a psychologist named, uh, I believe it's Elaine Aaron. Uh, she founded this trait that is in 15 to 20% of our population called highly sensitive or HSP. And this traits, basically the long and short of it is that if you are a highly sensitive person, it's like the way that you experience sensory information, taste, touch, sound, smell is to the extreme. <laughs> like it's your body kind of gets like a sensory overload from these things. And thus you would be a highly sensitive person. And <clears throat> Some people think that this is a curse. Some people think it is a blessing. I myself identify as a highly sensitive person. And I also feel like the highly sensitive person is, and this is just my take on this. This isn't like something that I learned from a professional, but my take in reading about the highly sensitive person, it's very similar to me to a lot of spiritual teachings about like being an empath. Um, or having a certain psychic gift, you know, being clairaudient, clairvoyance. I do feel like they can kind of bleed together. And this is almost the more scientific way of explaining it. But I do believe that Eileen Aaron or Elaine Aaron, excuse me, says that the two are not meant to like be conjoined. So it's technically not correct by knowledge standards that the two should commingle or those ideas should be put together. But from my readings on both empaths, which I have a whole video that I did talking about empaths that I will link in the cards for you quite a while ago, um, different kinds of empaths, I feel like highly sensitive people, to me, it's again, it's just the scientific way of explaining an empath. So um, it's to me, it's a good thing, though, not a bad thing. Uh, like I said, this is going to be a really chatty, cozy little thing. And in this video, I will be going through 
all of these different signs on how you can tell if you are a highly sensitive person. So uh, stick around for that. But we're just going to kind of go slow. I'm literally going to sit down like this is only a podcast and not a video. I'm going to drink my coffee throughout. Uh, and we're just going to chill. We're going to vibe. You know, I've got my cozy. If you're not watching the video, this isn't going to make much sense to you. But I'm actually wearing my merchandise today, which you can get at the link down below. Uh, it's a High Priestess Tarot card. This is the line art. There will be a color version available. And actually, this version of it, by the time you see it, might not even be available because this is a sample piece and I'm changing it a little bit uh, in the coming weeks when this is being filmed. So this specific version might not be available, but it will be a better version. So we're just going to have a cozy chat. I'm going to drink my coffee. I've got a little fall candle burning and it's going to be a good time. So mm. And if you don't like coffee sips, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's where we're at right now. But I do have some little notes that I'll be reading from that I took on this because I wanted to make sure that I gave you the best of the information that I could find on this. So um, some people also find that being a highly sensitive person, you're also more sensitive to hunger and just normal things that like, I say normal with air quotes because what is normal? But things that people consider to be just like normal things, the highly sensitive person, it's more difficult for you or you experience it in a way that is more extreme. And signs that you might be a highly sensitive person. Now I'm going to be taking this information from the highly sensitive person, how to thrive when the world overwhelms you, excuse me, by Elaine and Aaron. Um, who does have a PhD in psychology. And I will link this book down below, whether you're listening in or watching, so you can read this book for yourself. Uh, I have a very outdated copy. This There are much newer, nicer looking ones. But this book really covers the highly sensitive person. And I've actually never finished this book, not yet. It's on my list. But the stuff that I have read from it really does resonate with me. I am someone that I think this book really helps me learn a lot about myself, accept my own sensitivity. And, you know, I come from and I just kind of want to give you, I guess, a little bit of a background. Like I said, this video is gonna be all over the place. But I want to give you some background to go off of with me. Because I think a lot of people can relate to this. But I'm the youngest of seven kids. I have a very large family. And I consider myself to be very different. Now, don't get me wrong. I think in all families, everybody is different. Everybody has their own dynamic personality. But for me, I feel extremely different. And I've always felt extremely different. Even growing up, I've always been very, very, very hypersensitive. And it was always kind of hurled at me like an insult. And so I internalized that and I thought that being sensitive for like most of my life, aside from maybe the last couple of years, that it was such a bad thing to be sensitive. And what's really cool about learning about the highly sensitive person is you can even kind of look back in the world on how we have had highly sensitive people. You know, let's think about back in the times of like hunter gatherer. If you had a highly sensitive person on your journey with you while you were hunting, they would be more acutely aware of animal noises. They would be more acutely aware of danger sounds or things that were just like felt off. <laughs> you know, you would want a highly sensitive person on your team helping you. So there's actually a lot of value in being a highly sensitive person. You tend to 
And actual research has shown that if you are a highly sensitive person, that your relationships with others are actually a lot deeper as well, because you're able to connect with people on a deeper level that other people cannot. And so your interpersonal relationships, you know, if you're nourishing the right ones, sometimes I do feel like the highly sensitive person can attract people that are not good for them. But if you are actually in relationships that match your vibration and are in high alignment with you, you will have deeper, more fulfilling relationships because you are so sensitive to your needs and the other person's needs. And there's a deeper sense of love, compassion, and connection there. So that's just some of the pros to this. There are a lot of pros to being a highly sensitive person though. And next time somebody calls you too sensitive or set, like, don't even just turn around and say, thank you, you know, turn around and say, thank you. I am a high, I am sensitive. And what a gift that is that, I have that, you know, really spin it on its head and say it with a smile because I think we live in a world that is so currently, I don't believe that it will always be that way. We live in a world currently that is so dominated by this hustle and grind and you could say divine masculine and being a sensitive person in that reality is a gift. It's daring to be different and daring to wear your heart on your sleeve. And often it's like you are literally marshmallows and the world is knives, but that's all right. It's a gift. And the sooner you open yourself up to that reality versus letting it feel like it's such a curse, it will start to feel easier. I say that from personal experience. Some of the worst arguments I've ever been in have revolved around somebody putting me down and calling me too sensitive. Actually, every argument that has been pivotal in my life that has shifted me in a way has revolved around that fact. And I've learned coming into my Saturn return, which I feel like is like the peak true adulthood, I've learned that the people that say those things and hurl it at me like an insult, it's not their fault. They have been conditioned to believe that you're not allowed to be soft in a world that is so hard. And those, some of those people also just don't really have a place in my life anymore because I have to do what's good for me too, you know? So I guess before we get into the actual signs, I just kind of wanted to tell you that, that as a highly sensitive person, when it feels like everything is just so hurtful and hateful and you can't connect with anyone because you're too much, it's not true. And I'm sorry that the world has maybe conditioned you to believe that that's the truth because it's not. There are people that want to know you and love you and connect with you. And you actually do have a gift that is beyond worthy of praise because it's not something that everybody has the ability to have. The fact that I can tell when somebody is feeling something before they even open their mouth. And I know exactly the energy to bring into the situation is a gift that I will be grateful for, for the rest of my entire life. And it is something that, again, I had to learn to be grateful for that gift. And even now I stand tall in that, you know, I've gotten to a place where I stand tall in that and it can happen. It can be better. It doesn't have to be the thing that tears you apart. So 
let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this, these signs. I believe there's 23 different signs. And like I said, I'm taking this information from the Highly Sensitive Person book that I will link for you. But the first sign is that you seem to be very aware of subtleties in the environment that you're in. So it's, this could be noises, smells, sounds, you're just very aware of subtleties in an environment. Um, or you may even just be very, very, very aware of the people in the environment too. I noticed that nobody moves a muscle without me recognizing it. This one, most of these, I think there's only like one on this list that's not true for me. So I'll try my best to give you personal experience as we kind of go through. But uh, the next thing is that other people's moods tend to affect you. Like for me, I feel like it's other people's moods. I've kind of learned to build up my auric field and protect it. So I don't feel this as deeply. I'm able to kind of separate my energy from someone else's, but this is something I didn't learn until maybe the last year. So there have been a multitude of times where I have definitely let other people's moods affect me in a way that I didn't feel like I could have my own feelings or my own personality. So um, the next thing is that you tend to be very sensitive to pain, uh, even just the littlest thing. Now for myself, something that I think is really interesting, and this is not a scientific connection. This is more of a, I feel like coincidences don't exist in the world. And that's just my belief system. But I have like a, I have a skin tissue condition that my skin is like paper thin. I have very, very, very thin skin. And so cutting me is extremely easy. Like I can look at a knife and I have a cut. So I feel like um, I'm very sensitive to pain in the way that it's easy to inflict pain on me. I bruise easily. I cut easily. Uh, I have very, very, very thin skin. And the next thing is that you find that you need to withdraw from others during busy days, uh, maybe even go into bed or a dark room or a place where you can kind of have privacy and relief from stimulation. And I wish that I knew about this when I've explained, like, whenever I talk to family members about traveling it has nothing to do with me being like too prissy or too above someone else that I like can't stay in a room with someone else. I mean, part of it is I do have hip dysplasia. And as I've gotten older, I can't just sleep wherever anymore. It's too painful. I can't even ride in a car long distance because it's too painful. But that's a story for another time. But with needing to withdraw, that is so my energy. Um, I tried to explain, I've tried to explain that I will go on family vacations, but I need my own room. Like I will pay for my own room. I need my own room, like with my spouse, obviously I need my own space or I cannot go. And everybody always assumes that it's anxiety. They're like, oh, because of your anxiety. And I'm like, no, it's, it's really not an anxiety thing. I just require relief from constant stimulation all the time because it's sensory overload for me. So it's not necessarily an anxiety thing. It's a, I just need space to just be. <laughs> and that's something that a highly sensitive person requires. So the next thing is you are particular, you are particularly sensitive to the effects of caffeine. And I got to tell you, 
Yeah, I am really sensitive to caffeine. Do I drink the dumb bitch juice anyway? Yep, I sure do. Mm. Though I have been cutting back. Um, I used to drink like a full pot of coffee to myself and be bouncing off the walls every day. And I limit myself to about two cups a day now. <laughs> but um, if you find that you're really sensitive to the effects of caffeine, that's another sign. Uh, the next thing is that you are easily overwhelmed by things like bright lights, strong smells, coarse fabrics, or siren noises. And I feel like this can kind of get into the Claire's, Claire audience, Claire sentience, um, different. This is where I said these are not ex like things that this psychologist pairs together or recommends. But from my spiritual knowledge, I feel like they're kind of the same. Um, I consider myself, though, to be Claire audience. Uh, I'm very sensitive to sound, extremely sensitive to sound, so much so that I don't even listen to music very often. I don't allow myself to, like, I'll listen to, like, classical things that are softer, binaural, binaural, binaural beats, I think is how you say it, um, chakra music, things like that, but actual music with lyrics. I'm so highly sensitive to others' energy and audio in general that it's a sensory overload, number one. And number two, because I'm so highly sensitive, when I hear song lyrics, I sometimes feel those emotions like I have had the experience that the song is talking about, that it just like kills me to listen to music, but I love it at the same time. So, um, like sometimes it's great if I'm listening to like pop music that's like really upbeat. I feel on top of the damn world, but give me like sad, somber stuff and I just want to die. Like it's, it's, I cannot handle it. I love musicals too, but again, I have to do them very sparingly. Um, so you may just find that you have sensitivities to things like that. Um, the next sign is that you may find that you have a rich, complex inner life. Uh, whatever that means to you, I don't feel the need to elaborate there. And the next sign is that you are, you are made really uncomfortable by loud noises. That is me. I also feel like this in psychology, though, can fall under the realm of trauma. Um, and I'm not a therapist or a psychologist. So please never, ever, ever use me in place of that. Uh, I do not have a degree or a specialty in such. I might know a lot because I study a lot, but I have not been through the proper training. So please never, ever use me in place of that. But um, I do feel that that can be a trauma based thing. Like maybe as a child, you experienced a lot of yelling or anger directed in, at you. And that can be a trauma response as well. Uh, for me, I feel like that's where a lot of mine comes from in terms of loud noises. Uh, it's more of a trauma response, but I could be way off there. It might also just be because I'm clairaudient and highly sensitive. Um, so just think about that. And the next sign is that you are deeply moved by the arts or music. And I was just talking about this, how moved I am by music that I can't even listen to it all the time. Uh, that's another sign. Uh, the next sign is that you are conscientious. You know, are, are you conscientious? Let's actually get a definition of that. I want to hear Siri tell me. Hey, Siri. Define conscientious. Wishing to do one's work or duty well and thoroughly. Okay, so wishing to Would do... Would you like to hear the remaining one? No. Wishing... Oh, no, I was reading that. Wishing to do one's work or duty well and thoroughly. So 
when you are conscientious, you want to do your work well and thoroughly. I mean, hello, Virgo placements. <laughs> that is definitely one that is true for me. <clears throat> the next thing is you startle easily. I am the scaredest person that I've ever met. Um, I also believe that I see like things out of the corner of my eye a lot, which congratulations, when you see things out of your corner, the corner of your eyes all the time, you're most often seeing spirit spirits, your guides or something of another realm in my experience. Um, so congratulations. I hope you aren't too freaked out by that information. Sorry if you are. Uh, but I startle extremely easily. I keep any kind of horror movies extremely limited. Um, you know, I, I do, I startle extremely easily. There's no other way to put that. I'm such a scared person. I sleep really scared. Um, I, and it, it is just easy to scare me. I am very, very, very easy to scare. Uh, extremely so. I'm very, very careful and selective about what things I will let into my realm because of that. Um, I get rattled. So, or <clears throat> the next sign is that you would get rattled when you have a lot to do in a short amount of time. So I would definitely say that's a true for me. I get extremely rattled if I have too much going on and I don't feel like I have enough time to complete all of it. I'm the kind of person that will just lay down and take a nap because I'm so stressed out instead of doing anything. <laughs> Uh, the next sign is that when people are uncomfortable in a physical environment, you tend to know what needs to be done to make it more comfortable, like changing a light or a seat or something of that nature. I can 100% say that I know this about myself. It is very easy for me to tell when somebody is at dis-ease in my presence, and I often know exactly what to do. For me, I tend to, and this might be something that you all do, and that's why I'm saying this. I tend to know how to steer a conversation. I know how to transmute the energy of a conversation. If I walk into a room and it feels very tense or somebody's not getting along with somebody or, you know, whatever it might be, I tend to know exactly what needs to be said, done, changed, moved in order to fix that situation or to transmute it and make the energy in the room lighter. Again, I feel like this falls under the category of empaths, but we already know what I said about that. So uh, the next sign is that you maybe find that you get annoyed when people try to get you to do too many things at once, which I feel like this is kind of the same as you being rattled when there's too much to do. Like you just go on sensory overload if you have too much. Uh, something that I feel like really is this for me that some of you might relate to is when I'm playing video games, if there's too many movements that have to be made to do something, I will like break a controller because I'm gripping it so hard, so stressed out by how much, excuse me, of a sensory overload it is. Um, this is why I don't really play a lot of games. Excuse me. I don't like PVP games. Um, I do play on occasion, like I've played through Zelda Breath of the Wild, but the parts where you're fighting stuff, which is like 90% of the game, I don't really like. I just like to gather things and cook. Like that's my jam in Zelda. But it's like sensory overload for me to do certain things. This is why I like games like Portal. Um, and even Alice Madness, even though there is some like fighting in that game, a lot of it is just like platformy exploring. It's not so fighting bosses constantly, constantly, constantly. 
Um, even though there's a lot in that game too, I find that those games are more stressful to me and it's why I gravitate towards things like The Sims or Animal Crossing. And I'm bringing up video games as an example because I feel like I'm not the only person that feels this way. I cannot be. My, my husband and I do not share this. And I think for him, sometimes it can be hard for him to grasp why I don't want to play certain games. And I feel like somebody out there is going to understand what I'm saying, that like certain video games just are not for you. Like even WoW stresses me out, even though I will play it sometimes. It's a game that really like, oh, I just, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, especially if you're like PVP, which I've only played WoW PVP. So the next thing is that you might uh, try really hard to avoid making mistakes or forgetting things. And to put this into perspective for you with myself, I have a background in the gaming industry. I've talked about this a lot. My old gaming channel, it's called Coffee. It's spelled with a K. Um, I try not to speak on it too much here, even though it's a part of my story. It's not what I'm doing over here. So I don't necessarily like to like converse a lot about it, but um I used to live stream video games and I wanted to be so good at it and not like let people see me sweat that I would play the parts of the game that I was going to stream the day before. I would play the game twice, basically. I would play it up to a point and then not save it. And then I would go back to that point on stream and play it again. So I already knew what I was doing. Uh, if that puts it into perspective for you. Uh, the next thing you may find if you're highly sensitive sensitive is that you make it a point to avoid violent movies and TV. Um, this is a hit or miss for me because I do feel like there are some things that I'm like, whatever, like I play dead by daylight. That game's pretty violent. And, uh, in terms of like movies and TV, I do avoid a lot of horror movies, but there are some, like I watched, uh, that show, Oh, the haunting of Hill house. I loved the haunting of Hill house. Um, I watched the new child's play and I loved it. Um, so there are some things that are okay. Old slasher movies don't really scare me like Nightmare on Elm Street, Jason, the old ones don't scare me, but like hereditary, absolutely not. I saw the first like 30 minutes of hereditary and had to leave because I was having a panic attack. Um, there's a lot of movies I won't touch because I'm way too sensitive for them. So it just kind of depends. It's a hit or a miss on that one for me. Uh, the next sign that you are highly sensitive is that you become unpleasantly aroused when a lot is going on. So I feel like aroused is a weird word to use here because it's usually used in a sexual context, but aroused to me could just be overstimulated. You feel really stimulated when there's too much going on around you. And this is hundred percent me. This is why I take a lot of breaths of air. This is why I don't really do parties. I don't really do family gatherings and I keep to myself because it's just too much stimulation at once. Uh, the next sign is that you may become very, or excuse me, you may find you're highly sensitive if you become a very hungry and it creates a strong reaction in dis or disruption. Um, I feel like a lot of people relate to this. We call it being hangry. <laughs> Most people I feel like can identify with this one that when you're hungry, you're hungry and you don't think about nothing else. So I don't even feel like that's like a really good sign, but that's one of them. Um, another one is changes to your life 
shake you up. This is one that I do not really identify with. I actually really thrive on change. Uh, I love changing things. I'm a Gemini moon in tropical astrology, as well as a Sagittarius rising. And I have a ton of Virgo placements and Virgo is a mutable sign. Gemini's I feel like are all over the place. And you also can't really pin down a Sagittarius. So I feel like even my astrology chart like allows for a lot of change and fluctuation in my life. But this is some, this is like the only one that I don't really agree with for myself. 100%. I really thrive on change. Um, like you're going to catch me probably next year changing something about this channel will be different. Something will change. I thrive on change. Um, I love changing up rooms, decor in rooms. I love moving furniture. I love moving houses. I love, I love change. Can't get enough change. <laughs> um, the next thing you may notice if you're highly sensitive is that uh, you enjoy delicate or fine scents, tastes, sounds, or works of art. And for me, I would definitely say fine tastes. Like people, I saw this tweet that was so funny and it was like, literally nobody ever eats spaghetti and stops you in the middle and is like, oh my God, are these fresh tomatoes in your spaghetti? Like, Obviously, I feel like most people do not operate like that. Like, nah, they're never going to know the difference. But me, uh, you feed me a cuisine, I'm going to like taste the sun that kissed those tomatoes when they got grown to go into the spaghetti. So I definitely can agree with that. I feel like especially when it comes to taste, I have a very... I don't want to say refined palate because that seems like snobbery, but I definitely can notice very subtle things with taste. Um, and same with sounds. I can pick apart sounds really well, but this is also fine sense. You might just have like a really sensitive nose. I have a friend that has a really sensitive nose um, or works of art. Uh, the next sign, there's three signs left. The next sign is... Uh, you may find that you make it a high priority to arrange your life to avoid upsetting or overwhelming situations. Oh my goodness. Aside from grocery shopping, I don't really leave my house. Like I avoid 99.9% .9 of the world. I keep to myself. And unfortunately, I feel like when people see how much I excel at things, and I'm not saying that to brag, but when people see how much I excel at things, I feel like it is because I am highly sensitive. I'm able to block the entire world out and zone in because I have built a life that allows me to do that. I don't have kids. I don't live around my family. Um, I have a very small, intimate group of close friends and honestly, I could be in my house for like three weeks at a time and nobody would even question it because it's just kind of how I am. So I've definitely made a life for myself, arranged a life where I don't really have to deal with too much overwhelm. And it took time to get there. I feel like I used to live a really overwhelming life before I understood what my needs were and started to fill my own cup before filling everyone else's. But that's something that you may just find that you start to arrange your life that way if everything just feels so overwhelming. Uh, the next sign is that when you must compete or be observed while performing a task, you might find that you become nervous or shaky that you do much worse than you would have. And I feel like 
This one for me is true in some sense. Like when I talked about how I would play the game before playing it on stream, I would want to perfect it so nobody could see me do it badly. But I feel like public speaking, I could actually do, and I would be pretty decent at it. Um, I've had so much experience speaking and doing things that I feel like I allow myself more grace in that. But I do feel like there are some things where I will be 10 times more nervous. And I do feel like even in terms of like seeing a doctor or seeing a therapist or seeing somebody where I have to like answer questions about me, I'm constantly like, oh my gosh, am I going to say the wrong thing? Am I going to do the wrong thing? Are they going to think I'm weird? Like, and I feel like those are very normal things for everybody to think, but like they're trying to get a gauge on me to help me in my like own health. And I'm worried about if I'm doing it wrong. Does that make sense? Like I'm already nervous about just being observed. So it makes treatment really hard sometimes. Uh, and the last sign is when you were a child, uh, parents or teachers seem to see you as more sensitive or more shy. I, I think at the beginning of this segment, I already told you all that I have been told this lie of how sensitive I am in a derogatory way my entire life. And I've had kind of had to learn as an adult that it's not true. And that being sensitive is actually something worth praise. And it's actually a gift that I am so fortunate and lucky to have. So I hope this video really helped you connect more with yourself. I know it was kind of different. And I really displayed it differently than I normally do. We're Excuse me, if you're watching the video, I'm even in a different like background because of the way my lighting setup had to be for this video so I could film at night. Um, and also drinking a coffee is not something I typically do this late, but here we are. So I hope that this really helped you kind of reconnect with yourself a little bit more. I would encourage you if any of this resonated to pick up a copy of The Highly Sensitive Person. Um, I would encourage you to do more research into it, to listen to my video on empaths as well, because I feel like even though Dr. Aaron says not to link the two or that she does not, I think they are highly, highly, highly similar. Uh, so I hope you got something out of this though. And please, please, please know my beautiful, beautiful souls that when you stand up in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. So go out there, continue to be sensitive and don't think of it like a bad thing. I love you all so much and I'll catch you again real soon. If you felt seen, heard, and understood by today's episode, please remember that this podcast is designed from a YouTube channel. Most, if not all of the episodes are actually audio from sit-down videos of mine on my YouTube channel that I have linked down below. Over there, you will find videos that range from tarot, these sit-down chats, and everything else that I believe will light you up from the inside out. This, my social media handles, and so much more are listed in the show notes below. Please never forget that when you stand up in your own own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I'll talk to you all next week.